This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to the zone phone talking a little BYU football joining us now of course he joins us every week former BYU quarterback and our good friend Tanner Mangum what's going on Tanner nothing much Jake good to hear from you uh happy Monday hope you're doing well back at you buddy happy Monday um you got to be smiling a little bit your kooks look pretty good over the weekend you know I uh going into that game I was a little nervous I think I thought it was going to be a much tougher test than it ended up being. I thought this was BYU's big chance now to, to show what they're capable of and against, a, against a, a worthy opponent, if you will, more worthy, worthier than the others, other teams that they faced. And, uh, and they just, I mean, took it to them. It, it was, I, was, I was frankly quite surprised uh, to see just how, from start to finish, they dominated that Boise State uh, team on, on all fronts. I, I think it was a testament to uh, BYU's uh, balance on offense and defense. Uh, you know, Boise State's offense, granted, while they didn't have uh, a uh, you know their, their starting quarterback, they couldn't get anything going, nothing. And then on the offensive side of the ball for uh, for BYU, I, I don't think it mattered who was playing quarterback for Boise State with the way that BYU was just thrashing the Boise State defense. I mean, first half, there was, you know, some uh, little, maybe not the sharpest, but, I mean, second half, they were just doing whatever they wanted. They were just firing at will, and whatever whatever they were doing was working. And uh, it was a, an impressive win, and not, not only just to win, but to win 51-17 to uh, to uh, 17 was just absolutely incredible. Uh, Tanner, you're from that area up there, uh, very familiar with Boise State's program. Do you recall seeing the Broncos get kicked around on their home field? And I get there weren't any fans there, but can you remember a time where they just got whooped like that on their home field? Uh, Nothing comes to my mind because Boise State has been dominant at home. I mean, they, they, I, I don't know their home record over the last 20 years, but I would venture to say that it is one of the best in the country. Uh, to win on a blue is a hard thing to do. And while there weren't any fans on, on Friday night for, for BYU, to, to go in there, to, to you know, be on the road playing Boise State at home in a, in a big game like that and to win in such dominant fashion, you don't see that very often. And I know Boise State and, and the fans – uh, back back home in Boise for me are are feeling it. There's a lot of pride in Boise State football. I know I talked about that last week, but Boise State is the team. There, it's it's the professional team, if you will. Uh, you see bumper stickers everywhere. You see signs and posters everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of every every fall. There's a lot of high hopes and high expectations for the Boise State football team, and so for them to get just smacked like that on their home field is is a is a disappointment for them but i think it it uh it it boosts it, it boosts byu's case 
I mean, it, 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 you, you can't ask for them to do much more than that. As it, when it comes to controlling the controllables, which they can't control who was on their schedule, even though shout out to Tom Homo for even getting a schedule. They're playing the teams that are on the schedule and they're killing them. Even Boise State, who, who many thought, including myself, would be their toughest test of the year. Jake, did you see uh, Tanner's uh, tweet that he sent out that they showed on uh, on the network during that game? Uh, I know I noticed that Tanner was uh, tweeting a bunch during the game, but did did it make it <laughs> onto the broadcast? Yeah, made it on the broadcast. What, what essentially you were singing the praises of Zach? Uh, to, to give us an idea of uh, what that is, what it is that you said in that thing. Well, if you know me, I don't tweet that often if you follow me on twitter you'll see that i, I don't tweet that often but i uh i, I sent out a couple of tweets at the start of the game and then i kind of just i just got i just got rolling i had all these, these these opinions and thoughts and i don't know just it just started uh coming out and by the end i i binged i just i just went on a twitter <laughs> binge but essentially what i was saying the tweet that was then showed on the broadcast which i did not expect was from someone who played with Zach and was, yes, benched for Zach, I can say that he's really, really good. He makes difficult things look easy, and he plays with a swagger and confidence that you don't see often. I think I just quoted that word for word verbatim. Um, but my point was is that you know there's a lot of hype surrounding Zach, and a lot of people don't know whether to believe it or not. You know, is he legit? Is it just because he's playing lesser teams? Um, is he worth this Heisman hype? Is he worth first round? Um, is he worth these first round grades that he's getting from different services? And my point was, if from me, like who, who watched him, who played with him, who you know trained with him and, and saw him every day in practice, he's really, really good. And I and I feel like I have a pretty good gauge on on quarterback play. And he he really is extremely talented. His arm talent. His yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, no, you go ahead. So, I mean, I was just saying his, his arm talent, his mind, his IQ, his ability to read defenses, um, his, his, his swagger, his confidence, his fearlessness on the field. I mean, he really is an, an, an elite prospect. But it, I always knew I, I always knew he had it in him. It was just a matter of getting the pieces around him. A quarterback, in many ways, is only as good as the support staff around him, and that comes from coaching uh, scheme and style, and then also the, the the players around you, your offensive line, your receivers, even your defense. And so finally, in year three for Zach, those things have come together. He has a, a, a more experienced coaching staff that's made the adjustments in the scheme. Uh, he has more veteran talent around him on the offensive line and the receiving core. Um, and 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 so it, it, it's it's finally coming to light now. Like now, people are seeing what I was talking about. I mean, I even tweeted out how last year on, on this show, I was asked, who do I think has the higher ceiling or higher NFL potential between Tyler Huntley, Jordan Love, and Zach Wilson? And I, and I, I thought about it, but I ended up going with Zach because I just thought of, I, just, I was just thinking like, man, if, if, if things are falling in place, if all things are equal, if if he can get the help around him, he he does have the highest ceiling and potential. And and I have respect for for all those quarterbacks, but I just I just truly felt that that if things were um, in the right, if he if he had things lined up perfectly, then he could have the highest ceiling. And I think finally this year, 
that's coming to light and people are seeing it and people are are uh, are, are recognizing it uh, across the country. Jake, did I say uh, did I say text or did I say tweet? Did I screw that up? I don't think so, I, Gordon. I have a tendency to do that. Uh, anyway, I, I just think that's really interesting, don't you, Jake? Uh, Tanner had this this uh, inside view from the very beginning with this kid, and uh, it's interesting that you picked up on that immediately, Tanner. I, I think that's really kind of a cool thing. I think when it comes down to it, it's just I, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks, and and there are a lot of good quarterbacks, but it's you you can tell a great one when you see it and and it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly what that is but there's just a certain type of uh pop that comes when 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 they throw the ball there's a certain type of mechanic mechanical motion that they have there's a certain type of um just uh presence that they carry themselves with and then obviously quarterback place comes so uh, comes uh largely down to cerebral being able to break things down mentally uh, and, and to understand your offensive scheme and to understand complex defensive schemes. And Zach was great at that, even at 18, 19, as a true freshman, just understood the game at a very high level, understood how to watch film, and, and is a re- relentless worker. A lot of people uh, maybe don't understand that, but he, he works extremely hard. Uh, it's a, you know, not only is he talented, but he works hard. And so I, you know, I saw all these things. I saw this potential. It's like, dang, like this kid could be very special if he gets the pieces around him. And so I'm, I'm happy to see that those things are, are, are happening, that the, uh, the system's working for him. And, and, and I knew at halftime, when they went in on, uh, at half on Friday, I knew Zach was speaking up. I knew he was talking to the coaches, telling them, hey, let's, let's loose, open it up here. Enough quick game. Let's do some drop back, throw the ball downfield. And that's what they did. And then, then they just torched in the second half. Tanner Mangum with us, former BYU quarterback on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to ask you a little bit about Coach Roderick. And um, former players that I've talked to that have played for him always have this kind of this love for the guy. It seems like everybody I've talked to really enjoys his coaching style and playing for him. What is it about him do you think players identify with so much? I think what people identify with is his ability to be himself regardless of what else is, what, what is going on around him. And what I mean by that is he doesn't try to be uh, a people pleaser. He doesn't try to be someone he's not. He, he's pretty calm and he's pretty quiet, keeps to himself a lot, but he's – People respect that because he's he's not trying to be fake. He's not he's not trying to be in, in genuine. Like he's just he's just very real. And for me personally, I I love that. And when when he's not trying to he's not trying to be buddy buddy. You're trying to be um, over the top, making jokes or being trying to be cool or trying to be perceived as the as the fun guy. He's just chill and he's just down to earth and and himself. And then on top of that, when it comes to football, he's extremely smart. He's extremely uh, experienced. He's seen a lot. He knows um, he knows the game extremely well, and he cares about his players. He cares about his quarterbacks. He wants to see see them succeed. Um, and and you know, I I I was with him during a unique year where 
Um, it was his first year. I was starting, and um, you know, and, and as I mentioned earlier, was was benched. But he, you know, he treated me the same as he that he, as he treated Zach. He, he treated everyone equally. It didn't matter if you were the starter or the fourth string. He was just cool with everyone, and and I and I respected that. He's just, and I, I think a lot of the coach coaches that he works with too see that too. That he's just, um, yeah, he, he's smart, knowledgeable, but also very down to earth and just easy to, easy to get along with. Tanner, you talked about the tools that Zach Wilson has around him. As I reflect back on the great BYU teams through the years, the years they were the best when they had those receivers, those guys the quarterback could trust to catch the ball, to run the route right, to have the timing down. Uh, isn't that what we're seeing with these guys this year? And I know the loss of Matt Bushman was was big, but it seems as though these guys haven't really skipped a beat. No, I totally agree with you. But I think a lot of that has to do with going back to Coach Roderick and Coach Fessy Satake. Because in 2018, their first year, that's what they were working on. They were working on developing this group of receivers, this young and inexperienced group of receivers. And they were hard on them and were pushing them. And I know last year was the same. Uh, but they've just kept at it. And, and Fessy and A-Rod, I think, are largely – unsung uh they're, they're behind the scenes here but they deserve a lot of credit for the transformation of this offense of course uh coach grimes as the offensive coordinator will, will get a uh, little bit more publicity but uh fessy and a-rod are, are just as involved in, in in the uh in the development of this of this group and particularly in the wide receivers because i agree with you when byu is good a lot of it has to do with their receiving core and you're seeing it this year. And I played with these guys back in 2018 with Dax, with Neil, with Gunner. And, you know, they were young. They, they, had, they had talent. They had potential. Uh, but they just, man, you look at it before and after photos even. I mean, just they're, they're stronger. They're bigger. They're tougher. They're, um, you know, they, they run great routes because they're, they're, coached, they're coached tough. They make big plays. They've made some big-time catches. Um, and... And it's 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 impressive to watch. It's impressive to see this transformation. So shout out to the, the coaching staff, also to the strength and development staff, strength and conditioning staff, who uh, who also have done a lot to help transform this team. Uh, but I mean, if, if you're Zach, you gotta love having that type of talent around you. And, and and like we talked about last week, if Bushman were there, I think it'd be an even more formidable group. But but they, these guys are are uh, handling everything just fine. Last thing for me, Tanner, I want to ask you about this because you're probably one of the few people that can actually identify with this. But uh, Jack Sears, of course, goes out early in the game uh, for Boise State. Uh, and in comes, uh, what's his name, Cade Finnegan. And uh, he played all right, 15 to 26, 182 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. But he is a freshman coming off a mission, playing in a game he didn't expect to play in. That's got to be hard, right? You're one of the few people who can uh, talk about that from experience. <laughs> It was it was kind of weird when I saw him come in and I heard his story. He was fresh fresh off a mission in South America, kind of kind of skinny, and his helmet wasn't fitting just right, and it just totally reminded me of myself. And then all of a sudden, I look on Twitter, and and a lot of people are saying the same things. Uh, so it was, it was very very interesting to kind of uh, 
see myself in him. But that's that's a tough challenge to, to be in. I, I I know how I know what that's like. I appreciate it. Like you just like you mentioned, uh, and and he did okay. You know, there was there were some um, some freshman mistakes. You can you can obviously tell, but he also had some 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 bright spots. And I think with some with some work and development time, uh, I think you know he'll he'll be a, a pretty good quarterback for them. He definitely has uh, good mechanics. I thought he had some good throws on the run. Um, in that first half, you know, he, he making some tough throws, uh, which I thought might, you know, at the beginning, I thought he might be able to some, to uh, put some pressure on the BYU defense, but the BYU defense ended up putting the pressure on him and uh, ended up really taking it to him. But it was, yeah, it was it was pretty fun to, to see that, uh, to see him and uh, kind of the, uh, the the similarities between our situations. But uh, fortunately for BYU, he didn't. Uh, he didn't uh, end up throwing a game-winning touchdown pass to, to win the game. So. <laughs> didn't hit the hell mary. <laughs> no, no brag, just yeah. fact. You know, <laughs> uh, Tanner, I got uh, two things for you. The first one is uh, when BYU faces the situation where they, they they don't have a game this week, and then the following week they play North Alabama. Then they don't have a game the week after that, and then they finally play San Diego State. I don't know if Tom Holmo is going to fill any of those openings. But uh, what what are they doing this week? How how difficult is that to sort of keep your focus when you know you're not playing? Well, they they've been on a roll here, and I think it's it's time that they have a little break, and it's this is going to be good for them to recover. Uh, it's 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 a grind. The college football season is is tough physically. A lot of guys are banged up. Uh, they're playing through little injuries and um, dealing with a lot of different nicks and knacks and things of things that you know, that, that, uh, can, can build up throughout the season. And so I'm sure they're happy to just rest, recover, uh, soak in the, uh, the victory from, from Friday, but then now just start looking forward to their next opponent. Um, but, but, you know, these, these, these bye weeks are while they can affect rhythm, uh, to a certain extent when they're, when they're this far in the season, I think they, they, you know, they appreciate, this opportunity to, to rest. And, uh, but I think, man, only two more games on the schedule. It would be nice to get one more, uh, North Alabama, obviously not going to get a lot of respect. San Diego state could have, but then lost, uh, last week to San Jose state, which, which hurts. I was hoping that they could, um, you know, provide another tough challenge as far as rankings go, but, uh, man, it, it would be great for BYU to get another opponent on the schedule. Just, just to, just to help build that case. Uh, to continue to make that case for a New Year's Six Bowl, or, you know, who knows, potential playoff spot depend, depending on how things shake out. But, uh, but you know, that's out of their control. They're just going to show up and be ready to play whoever's on on the schedule. Uh, but to answer your question, they're 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 learning from from the, you know watching film, but more than anything, just resting and recovering and getting ready for for the next opponent. The final thing, Tanner, is uh, I I know very few people who are more into uh, the game, the game show Jeopardy, than you and your family are. Uh, we <laughs> talked about Alex Trebek's passing uh, during the Not Sports Report, but uh, you you were really into that show. What was it about that that uh, caught you, grabbed you the way it did? Yeah, I've always been a Jeopardy guy, but that's that's because of my dad. My dad was the one who really uh, got me into it and got my 
my family into it. We just it was kind of a family thing. We just six o'clock in the evenings. Uh, we just watch Jeopardy. My dad's always been a trivia guy. Just you know, so much stuff, and um, so I guess uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I, I guess I inherited some of that, but uh, very just it's it's so sad to to lose Alex Trebek, who's such a um, a fixture in in American television. I mean, that show won't be the same without him. It's it's hard to picture that show with a different host because Alex was just synonymous with Jeopardy. He he was the show in a lot of ways, and so very very sad to, to lose him. And um, I mean, longtime host. I mean, he's, he's the host since 1984. That's that's as long as my older brother has been alive and, and as, as long as I've been alive. So, you know, I've never known anything, never known Jeopardy without him. But I mean, I, what can I say? I'm not, I'm not, not like a, uh, an expert, but it's just, it's just fun to, to, to learn some, uh, some useless trivia facts and, uh, you know, have some fun watching the show like that, but it'll, it'll definitely, uh, be, there'll definitely be a hole that, uh, that, that uh, now that Alex is gone. Well, Tanner, thank you very much, as always, for jumping on with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Nope, no problem, guys. Happy to do it. Tanner Mangum, former BYU quarterback, uh, coming on to talk about uh, the red-hot BYU Cougars and uh, certainly about Zach Wilson as well.